Hello and welcome back to episode 62 of Sequel Pitch. We are back from our lovely break. You've had some spoiler casts in the meantime, which we've been very happy to provide, but we're back with the new format. We're going to, hopefully some of you are watching this on YouTube now, which would be amazing. And we're just thrilled to be back. I'm your host for this special episode, Drew Toynbee. Joining me is the tiny reptile-headed Andy Henry. Use me? <laughs> Excuse me? Out of everything you could have picked, you went for the tiny reptile head. I, it's one of you the most gone memorable that, images. The fucking power-hungry leader. I would have taken that, at least. No, that's Mike. Um, and oh. <laughs> as, as we, unfortunately, have lost Ross and Matt due to various plumbing-related incidents, we're thrilled. Right, yeah. We're thrilled to have with us, once again, Mike Bithell joining us. Mike, how are you? I'm all right. I'm a little bit sleepy. A little bit sleepy. It's a little jet-lagged. I'm a bit of a busy week. We, uh, we're launching a game next week, so I'm a little bit tired. But this is a welcome break. Excited. Well, indeed. I, I wanted to make sure that we got out there right at the very beginning. For any of you who haven't listened to the Star Trek episode from last year mike is a video game director he's been working on a very exciting game are we, are we okay to like i know we're gonna try not to mention disney owned things generally but are you okay with this <laughs> little peek behind the curtain i love disney and all disney made things ever. um uh tron yes we're making try so that is out next week really excited about it um i'm super into that um obviously um that's uh yeah people should wish this <laughs> yep. it windows mac switch it's it's in lots of cool places um and yeah i don't know when this will come out but uh if this, it's before i go on this is this is out on the 18th so i did want oh, to well, the game launched um you. well unfortunately the game bombed massively it was very badly <laughs> reviewed <laughs> Um, anyone out there who wants to show a little sympathy, please buy the game, regardless of all the many controversies that have sprung up about it uh, and the content in it. Um, <laughs> please help me, uh, help me, please buy the game. Um, there you go. Is that good? That's a good plug, right? That's a good plug. Yeah, right yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. So, okay. If, you, if you've got a Switch, get it on your... No, buy it, buy it. We're not wishlisting. We are buying on Switch, on Steam, wherever you can find it. Hopefully it's out by then. I think it will be. I'm sure it will be. It's Mike's yeah. been working very hard. Um, so we <laughs> That's what the reviews said. Yeah. Uh, the reviews that came out of Lodge Day. It, you could tell Mike was working really hard. <laughs> like he really gave it a good go. That's that was the, the bulk of the reviews, I think, uh, come with that. Yeah. <laughs> As Mike is a video game person, we thought it would be a bit fun to jump back in and do not just a video game movie, but the first video game movie. We've done 1993's Super Mario Brothers, directed by Rocky Morton and Annabelle Jankel and starring the late, great Bob Hoskins, John Leguizamo, the late, great Dennis Hopper and Samantha Mathis. If you haven't seen the film or you watched it a long time ago and need a bit of a refresher, what we're going to do is give you a... a as close to 60 second synopsis of the movie as we can so that you can join in the insanity when we give you our reviews scores and then when Andy and I pitch our sequels for Mike's entertainment and try and win his approval. So without further ado, let's do the synopsis. 
65 million years ago, the meteorite that killed the dinosaurs actually created a parallel universe. In 1973 in Brooklyn, an egg is left at an orphanage which hatches a baby girl. 20 years after that, Italian-American plumber brothers Mario Mario and Luigi Mario meet plucky university student Daisy, who wears the magic rock from the egg, and follow her to the parallel universe when she's kidnapped by the henchmen of the evil Cooper. After much hijinks and hilarity, we find that Daisy is actually a dinosaur de descendant and the long-lost princess of Dino York. Cooper wants the magic rock, a fragment of the meteorite that made the two universes, to link the worlds. He does that, but then Mario and Luigi undo it, defeat him, and they go home. But then Daisy shows up and says that she needs help from the brothers once again. Very ambiguous. Doesn't say what from. Just goes, I need help! And they're like, brilliant! And she's like, sweet! Okay, come on. That's how See you get in the a next sequel. movie that's yeah. definitely coming. Yeah, yeah, literally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What better sequel bait has there been? Fuck you, Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> I do not uh, stand by the opinions of everyone on this show. Um, <laughs> but uh... <laughs> Andy, you had one job. You had one, one job. job. Andy. It's all Damn, I can't even. That's five minutes. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no but it is the best post credit scene ever is it post credits i can't remember or am i making it's, it post credits no, because of my there is a post credits but so daisy showing back up with her with her devolution gun is is pre-credits right and it's it's a nice moment there is a post credit scene which i only realized because i left it running Me. while i was doing other things turn this <laughs> off as quickly as i could so i don't know i've never <laughs> never seen a post credits i'm actually excited what is it then cut to two japanese businessmen of course saying we yeah. want to make a video game based on your adventures Oh across God. the table from yeah. across the table from the two cooper henchmen and oh, they have oh my god jokes <clears throat> riffing on mario game titles but about them right okay i'm but, glad i didn't yeah. wait for that but that was before <laughs> we go on to our pitches what we always do is give our kind of brief review and our score out of five for the movie and then those of you who are pitch pals on patreon and chip us a couple of quid a month will be able to get the full review discussion over there so I shall begin. Mike was was saying just before we started recording, this was one of his favourite films as a kid. So, Mike, explain yourself. <laughs> <laughs> your your overview of your feelings on this film and a score out of five, if you please. I mean, I'll start with the score, which is a solid four out of five. I think this genuinely, this film might be part of the reason I do the thing I do right now. Like, no way! Oh wow! Like, so this is. So I'd not thought about this film, obviously, for quite some time before before you you mentioned it to me. And I I I had this weird memory as I was watching it that as a kid, the local video store, I would rent this film. And I have this weird memory of what renting it on the way home from school one day. And I I don't know how old I was, but like 93, I would have been eight. So I guess I was like nine or ten with the VHS. I would rent it from after school or I'd ask my parents to rent it after school and then I would wake up the next morning crazy early so that I could watch the entire movie before going to school and I have this weird memory of doing that multiple wow. times I genuinely like so the, 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 the reason I think this film might genuinely be like up there with like Tron or other things for like why I think I end up where I am is 
as a kid, it blew my mind because basically what they were trying to do, <clears throat> I think the I think the filmmakers have said this since, they basically just had a crazy budget. So they went, screw it, we'll make Blade Runner for kids. <laughs> and the world building, it has nothing to do with Mario games, obviously, but yeah. the world building of that city was mind-blowing to me as a kid because obviously I didn't have any of the context of like the things they were riffing on or ripping off. So, you know, Total Recall, Blade Runner, all those kind of dingy sci-fi worlds, they were kind of very obviously kind of inspired by. I had no idea. So as a kid, I was just like, this is an incredible world. (laughs) I think it genuinely, like, triggered for me this kind of interest in that kind of sci-fi world building. I know it's it's ridiculous because it's obviously bad. But, like, I think that that sparked off. The other thing was I didn't really have any Nintendo consoles growing up. So for me, Mario was like a game I played at friends' houses. Um, yeah. And therefore, I didn't have any connection. I didn't know what the story was for Mario. I just played a couple of levels. It was a fun enough game. And when they change into the costumes later from, you know, the, the right colors, I was like, oh, that's the <laughs> thing from the game I've played. But like, literally, as I got to have been at that time, the only kind of nine, 10 year old who had no knowledge of the Mario franchise whatsoever. And therefore, for me, it was just this amazing story grown-up feeling sci-fi movie that I was allowed to watch. And it was dirty and grimy and kind of Dennis Hopper was like aggressively sexual in a way that 10-year-old me didn't really get. But yeah, like but it, it's sounds bit... scary and weird. And it, it, yeah. it genuinely it just it, I remember it felt like as a kid I was watching a movie I shouldn't be watching. It felt like more <laughs> grown up than I was. And I think that's that's just my memory of it. And when I work, go back and watch it now, obviously you can see the flaws, but also like it reminds me of feeling that way, of feeling like I was watching like a proper movie, um, or my idea as a ten year old of what grown up films were like. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I was a big dinosaur kid, so any the 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 yeah. stuff with Yoshi, the kind of the animatronic dinosaurs, the the transformation um, mm. at the end, like as a kid, that was just like any opportunity to see a dinosaur. Because this would have been, you say it was 93, so this was like yeah, a year yeah. before Jurassic Park or thereabouts. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, oh, was it Jurassic Park 93? I remember those two VHS tapes. I remember <laughs> like that was very interchangeable. And I, so I was wow. very much like, I was super, super into them. I would say as an adult, I think one of those movies is better than the other. <laughs> but like as a kid, like, that was very much the the zone I was in. I'm still a dinosaur guy. I've got, I've got loads of dinosaur toys on my desk. Like I, hey. uh, so I was hey, there you go. So yeah, I, I just I just was very into it. So yeah, for nostalgia and for how it made me feel as a kid, and for the fact that I think it maybe made me want to be a sci-fi writer, I'm gonna give it a four out of five. Okay, very nice, Andy. How about you? Oh. God, <laughs> slightly different perspective I'm imagining, right? Yeah, I think I watched this film the first time. I must have been about, I must have been a teenager, so say thirteen, fourteen. And yeah, like Mike, never had a Nintendo. I was always always PlayStation from number one right up to now. Um, but yeah, like I'll go around friends' houses and play that. But by the time I watched this, I had a very good knowledge of Mario and what, I guess what it should have been. Uh, mm. Yeah, and the first time I watched it, I remember having the same reaction as when I first watched like The Room, where I was just like, this is terrible, and I was laughing and like crying, laughing at how bad it was. And then I watched it again this time, and I was just a bit like, it's not even as bad as I remember. Like, it's not even like so bad, it's good. Some bits are so bad, mm. they're good. Some bits are just so bad, they're boring. 
and the new ones come out and obviously it's an animation so it, it gives that mario feel straight away and it's colorful and all stuff like that and it's interesting you brought up that blade thing because obviously you did have the, the big feel of it but every every second of this movie you're just going like this is not a mario movie what the hell no. is going on here like they're at a nightclub at one point and Bob Hoskins has to like dance with someone to like steal the necklace that they need. And I'm like, what the fuck yeah. is going on here? Like, <laughs> it's, it's just, uh, it's so weird. But at the same point, like some bits were, yeah, boring where I like kind of picked up my phone a little bit and was just like, oh, there's nothing actually like terrible. Because like with The Room, you've got like the script's bad, the script's not great in this, the acting's bad in The Room, but the acting in, in this is okay. If over like, some bits, Bob Hoskins like really goes for it. It's really funny when he at one point he picks up his like tool belt and he's just like, near the start and he's just like, "Let's do it!" And it's like a, almost like a dramatic yeah. camera zoom in. I'm like, "Where'd that come from?" Grab out your belt. Camera guy that day was just like, "You know what? I got a bit of pip in me." Yeah, let's go like for a good it. Day. Let's, let's go for let's, it. Let's, yeah. let's go. Let's do a nice trolley in or something. And yeah, like, <laughs> um, it's yeah, it's 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 so odd. I think the behind the scenes, uh, for me anyway, has kind of over overshadowed the actual uh, quality of the movie. Again, going in, I just thought it was, this was going to be an easy one out of five. But like, it's acting's fine. It's, the effects are okay to a degree. Like, uh, it's fucking creepy when you first see like Toad and stuff like that. How was that meant for like ten year olds? Um, <laughs> but I'm I'm gonna ah. Oh, I mean, I don't recommend it. Fuck no. But I'm gonna give it ah. Uh, I'm. Uh, I'm going to give it the two black eyes I gave myself by watching this movie. <laughs> oh, dear. Two, it's, yeah. Because I really wanted to give it a one. I was so happy, so looking forward to going in and slamming it and stuff. But I was like, it's, it makes no sense compared to the actual, like, source material. But if you took that away, you'd, you'd be like, yeah, it could just be quite a fun little sci-fi family thing. And I love the end. I love the fucking credits where they're literally just like, I need you. Don't say anything else. I'm done. Credits. Let's get the credits up quick. Let's get out of here. Um, says, out. I, yeah. I believe, like, the final line of the movie is, oh, I believe. Yeah, and, yeah. And, like, that had been a conflict for the whole movie up to this point that he yeah. was, that he didn't have faith in it and didn't, didn't believe have faith it. faith in the mushrooms. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay, that's fair. That's kinder than I was expecting from you. Uh, from my perspective, <laughs> this was my first watch of this movie. Really? I, wow. I have... Oh, interesting. Okay, so no prior relationship yeah. at all. Good or bad. That's interesting. The only prior relationship that I had to this movie was knowing that Bob Hoskins, an actor that I adore, hated it. Like, absolutely yeah. detested the movie. Yeah. And I'd There's heard really about... Talking about the moment he realized he was playing Mario, right? It's like oh, there's this little red pixel on the screen. They told me that's me. Something <laughs> <laughs> like that. He's like, I used to be Hamlet. <laughs> I feel even worse because Bob he showed his son this, and apparently his son was like really young when he first watched it, so loved it just because his dad was Mario and it was just a kid's film. Yeah. So imagine being Bob Hoskins where his kids like, What do you want to watch this weekend? Let's watch it again. And he's like no, I almost killed myself because of this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> but so for for me, I I went in fully with with the expectation that it was going to be absolutely abysmal, and I had a really fun time. I was expecting. I'd heard that it had tonal issues, and that the not only was it inspired by 
Blade Runner. It's the production designer from Blade Runner. Oh, is it? Which, okay. Uh, which is yeah. insane, but it all worked. And it's got this real 90s kid movie soundtrack. Although I did on the score. A weird so, Ghostbusters style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Every now and again, and which it's is like. It's such okay. like a 90s soundtrack. When he's yeah, yeah. Luigi's asking out Daisy for the first time, there's such a like a. <laughs> like yeah. he's like stumbling over the words and like oh kill me this fucking soundtrack is awful but like open the door get on the floor everybody wants to die the saw i was <laughs> yeah. into as a kid for like five years because this. Movie. yeah yeah i remember that being stuck in my head that is gonna be stuck in my head for like weeks yeah <laughs> yeah the the classic 90s ballad as well when the credits first kick in which is fab but there, there was one bit watching it in it came up in the police car chase and then later on when mario's fighting someone and there's a motif in the music and i was like oh they, they've pulled in some of the themes from the game and then i was like wait that's not a mario theme that sounds exactly like the bloody music that played in the pizza missions of spider-man 2 on <laughs> playstation and it's and i then fell down a hole of researching was that an original piece or was it based on something else and that was actually based on an original piece of music from the 1800s and so i thought I was that was it's one of those it's uh, like uh traditional italian kind of folk songs, yeah. Right? yeah and it was and but there's a minor version of that and so i was convinced i was like i know this is from a game it must be from mario and then i realized it's a bloody spider-man song but anyway i i had a lot of fun i i enjoyed the energy as soon as it as soon as it kicked off and the performances were pitch perfect for me i thought john leguizamo is always great and he's uh, like obviously looking incredibly youthful um which is a bit weird once you're used to his his <laughs> more recent stuff but he's really charming bob paskins does a great job um samantha mathis who plays daisy i was like what do i know her from the thing i recognize her is from broken arrow with christian slater and john travolta mm. that was that and it it i'm i'm waffling all i can really say for this slightly extended short thoughts is that I had a really good time. I'd show my kid this when he's a bit older, because um, he's dinosaur mad too. I think he'd have a blast. I would happily watch it again. It's not. It's not a. It's. I can't say it's good. No, but I would recommend it. I would absolutely recommend people watch this. And I want to go a bit higher than just the three of recommendations. So I'm going three point five. Horrifying, melted. Dennis Hopper splats on the floor out of five. Lots of goo. I remember, like lots yeah. of it's a brown movie. goo. <laughs> but again, like that's the thing is, as a kid, it felt like it felt more mature as a result. I didn't know it was the literal production designer of Blade Runner. I'm I'm proud of that spot <laughs> that it felt very Blade Runner. Yeah. yeah, it's that's thanks to thanks to another one of my um, regular podcast listens, the besties just happened to do an episode on the super mario movie that i listened to a couple of days ago and that's i mean where everyone's I do, that. it's it's we're all we're all yeah. feeding the seo gods aren't we are you doing are you are you are you doing uh do you, are you doing a tron one of these at some point soon for the because of all of the the tron stuff bouncing around 
should do a Tron okay. sequel. I will. I would glad. I would quite like to watch you guys tell me how to make Tron stories. <laughs> that would save me a lot of trouble, a lot of meetings. Um, well, you're done now. <laughs> Um, but we do. We actually oh, wow. have a, a blank spot for. Mm. Well, I mean, it, it won't be until the middle of June that the episode comes out. But well, yeah, that, that if you got work. any ideas, I'd love to hear them. I'm, I'm looking forward to tuning in. I will. Uh, I will learn about the world of Tron. Okay. Um, and yeah, come and learn in. from us. We're we're clearly <laughs> far more knowledgeable than you. That's um, what I realized earlier. Is like your show is basically like the fun version of my entire job. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, your, your, your show is like my job, but like for an hour, and you, you get to do some cool stuff. That sounds that's honestly preferable. That's cool. Well, I mean, yeah. When we when we started this, we all had the noble intention of like we're all aspiring creativity people. And we were all like, oh, maybe this will teach us to become better, better storytellers. And two years in, it has not yet. No. Has but, it not? Uh, I bet well, it has. I bet it has. We'll see. We'll see. We'll need to go. We need to do a poll or something. But anyway, right. So <laughs> that's our score. I'm just going to. Oh, I've got to well, do you, the average. Did you give it three what? I gave it 3.5. Super Mario Brothers 1993 comes out at 3.17 out of five which is totally a sequel reasonable. pitch recommendation we recommend that you watch this movie i don't closest <laughs> <laughs> it's i mean in terms of time and score it has scored incredibly similarly to arnie's jingle all the way and has come in only 0. 0.8 0. 0.08 points behind fast and furious 9 <laughs> For those of you who are over on Patreon, you'll catch the full review whenever you decide to download us from the, the private RSS feed. For the rest of you, let's go and get our sequels pitched. Okay, so we are here for the pitches. Now, normally we have our scoring system, so the winner gets three points, second place gets two, third place gets one, and the host gets one, just to try and keep things a little bit fair. However, seeing as Matt and Ross aren't here, and we have a special guest. We are just playing for pride this week. We're we're these these points I, won't I'm, be added I, to the tally. We're like I I I'm thinking we should steal from like steal from the guys that are kind of funny and do a pizza bet. Like whoever wins, whoever loses has to buy the other one a pizza. Andy, how about that? All right, as long as there's some sort of competition. Uh, oh, as, long yeah, as, as long as I can be, yeah. As, as long as you don't waste your time, like, yeah, there need, there need to be steaks, I come up with an idea without any kind of. No, there needs to be pizzas. Um, <laughs> you know, it's fair enough. Or a steak. I'm happy with a, a steak. Steak bet, pizza. I, yeah. I, oh Ooh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ch Meat feast. Pizza. Meat feast. Excellent. Okay. So here we go. The rules of the pitches. Andy and I. Mike will choose who he wants to hear from first. We will give our pitch. If Mike has any questions in the immediacy, he can ask them. If not, we'll move on to the next pitch. Once the pitches are out of the way, Andy and I will take a few minutes to rabidly argue why Mike should choose us and not choose the other one. And then Mike will choose the winner and we can all toddle off and go to bed. It's a deeply successful pitching technique to uh, <laughs> make your pitch and then whinge about how the other yeah. person's idea sucks. I, I always do it in any pitch situation. <laughs> um, it's a really good way of it. 
do they when you pitch when you pitch for people do they make you stand in a line with the other people no 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 No, it's weirder than that they pretend they're not talking to anyone else that's been my experience of pitching like mike you're the special one we want to hear from you oh great well so you're going to tell me if you like this in the room well we might wait a few weeks for no reason at all what else mike so yeah that's that's been my experience so yeah no they lie to you it's it's good andy i want to hear your pitch first all right okay all right here we go Mine is called Super Mario Bros, because it's not Super Mario Brothers, is it? Super Mario Bros 2, Castle Bowser, and then in parentheses, parentheses, it's better than the first. I promise you that. Please see this movie. Yeah. It's a big poster. It's a big, yeah, that's to see. Oh, my little blurb is uh, when Bowser takes over the castle and brainwashes Princess Peach to be his bride, the Mario Brothers are sent to three different worlds to collect items that they can bring back home. Uh, like sorry, that can bring them back home, learning about themselves on the way. So we open on Princess Peach, uh, the daughter of Princess Daisy, and we maybe have a, a, a backstory or there's a credits or something that uh, words that say Princess Daisy yeah, is the daughter of Princess Peach. She's now in charge of the kingdom. Mario and Luigi are just kind of plumbers. They're just doing their kind of day to day life. They don't really do anything in the kingdom, but everyone's still happy. Everything's perfect. Princess Daisy sees her loyal subjects, the Toads. Still looking as fucking creepy as they did before. Suddenly the sky turns black as Bowser and his loyal magical servant Kamet arrive on a big dinosaur spaceship. <laughs> the people in town run and flee for their lives, but Peach walks out the castle all proud and addresses Bowser who says he is a powerful dinosaur alien and he's just conquered a thousand planets and he wants to take over Peach's world. Peach stands up to Bowser and Kamet tells Peach that the great Lord Bowser has killed for a lot less than, uh, a lot less than her insolence and Bowser uh, and tells Bowser to kill her and take over the castle. But Bowser says a better plan would be to make her my queen. Peach obviously refuses, but Kemet puts a spell on her, making her fall in love and be devoted to Bowser. She then agrees to make Bowser king, and uh, Bowser then sees a picture of the Mario brothers, Mario, you know, and Luigi, obviously, <laughs> and says she must banish uh, them from the land uh, so they can rule together. Kemet says he, he can open a portal to send the brothers far away and leave them kind of like stranded. We cut to the brothers, and they're in a plumbing competition. Oh, against other teams. Oh, competition. Oh, we see. All right. So I've got two choices for Mario and Luigi yet, and I don't know if they're both equally as serious as they are joke. And I can't decide actually who I want to go with. The first one, if we don't want to have any ties, basically to like um, their like Italian roots, we can have Seth Rogen as Mario and Jason Segel as Luigi. Okay. We also, or if you want to go uh, again. Maybe serious, maybe not. We can have. I mean, to be clear, the casting of the original movie was not very tightly <laughs> yeah. close. To, uh, I, I, I do prefer to have Danny DeVito be my Mario and John Turturro be Luigi. Oh my god! Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh my so, god! Picture them both mustaches, both in the fucking right colours. They're in a they're in a uh, in a plumbing competition. Mario has put their team in the lead, and he tags in Luigi to finish it off. But Luigi panics. And loses the lead, but Mario kind of comes in, saves the day, and wins the contest. Luigi apologizes for panicking and says, oh, I'll never be a great plumber like Mario, uh, and he'll forever be living in Mario's shadow. But Mario says, if Luigi just keeps working, keeps trying, he'll be a great plumber one day. Suddenly, a portal opens up and swallows the brothers. Ah! And they fall through a portal and tumble into a new world. Uh, they look around, confused, and then suddenly a bright light appears, and the guardian Rosaline enters and says their world is under attack by a powerful, hungry monster, and their sister and kingdom have been taken over. They have been banished to this faraway land, but if the brothers can retrieve three items, since she can portal them back home. She says they must first find the monster that has to overtaken this land, 
Uh, once this land is free, you will reappear and take them to another world. Uh, act two is basically the brothers going through the three worlds, finding clues, meeting new characters, all the, all the Marvel characters, uh, Marvel, uh, Mario characters <laughs> we love. Iron Man's in there as well. Fuck it. Why not? Oh, just um, gone up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um so e- like, uh, each time they go to a, a world, the, uh, if you've seen Imaginarium of Dr. Panassus, um, every time they go into a different world, they are different somehow. Their, their, their appearance is alters. So if they could go in and they could just be animation for one level, they could be like the retro 2D side, side scroller and then, you know, big, wonderful 3D animation like the new one. Um, in the first world, they meet a creature called Toadette who says their world used to be full uh, of beautiful mushrooms growing as far as the eye could see. But a monster came down and turned it into a lava world with wild beasts called Balogs destroying all the mushrooms. Uh, so Mario and Luigi helped uh, uh, Toadette take the land back fight their way up to the castle, pass them some Mario-style obstacles and levels, and see they say who's in charge. It's a monster called Ludwig, uh, and they fight, and Ludwig is destroyed, leaving behind his staff. Toadette is grateful and says each day he can start growing mushrooms again. Yay! Uh, and then gives Mario a special mushroom and says it will grant him special gifts at a time when it's most needed. Rosaline appears and takes the brothers to a new world. Uh, the second world is basically Mario Kart, where they have to collect coins. It's exciting. We think Mario's going to crash. Oh, but then he ends up winning. Uh, they get another talisman. Maybe this is like a big giant cold, uh, gold ring uh, uh, from uh, from the monster who took over that world. Who then flees. Uh, Rosaline then kind of appears, takes him back to a third world. Back at Bowser's castle, because it's Bowser's castle now, uh, Komet uses his magic to see what the brothers are doing and learns about their plan. He tells Bowser what's going on. Uh, and, the Bowser, uh, and Bowser says, oh, these brothers are stronger than I thought, but they are stronger when they are together. So if they, he, he plans to basically sep- separate them. Uh, and he says to Kemet, take the beast to kidnap one of the brothers, uh, bring them back to the castle where he will be in prison forever and never get to see his brother again. In the third world, uh, Luigi is doing an important task, but again, he panics. Uh, so Mario has to come in and save the day. This annoys Luigi. Uh, he said he's tired of living in Mario's shadow and it'd never be as great as, Lu- as Mario, you know. Maybe like Mario, maybe Luigi was going to win the race, but Mario like kind of overtook him for no reason or something like that. So he's uh, a bit pissed off. Uh, they kind of fight and they go their separate ways to cool down. When Luigi is alone, uh, there's a you know a big shadow of the beast that comes and grabs him and kidnaps him. We don't know what it is yet. And Mario <coughs> sets off to do the third level alone. Uh, the world is haunted by ghosts called Booze. Uh, and Mario finds and beats the creature in charge called Lemmy. Getting the third reward, Rosaline appears, tells Mario his brother's been taken. Uh, but now he's got the three items, he can take him, uh, he can take him home. Uh, at the castle, Luigi is brought before Bowser. Uh, who says Luigi will be imprisoned and made to fight his beast once a day for Bowser's amusement. Uh, the f- floor opens up, uh, and it's like the Sarlacc, it's not the Sarlacc pit, sorry, it's the Rancor, think Rancor. Uh, Luigi gets thrown down into a pit, uh, and then the giant uh, beast appears, and it turns out to be Donkey Kong. Uh, Bowser starts <laughs> shouting at Donkey Kong to attack Luigi, uh, calling it stupid when he doesn't listen, and then starts like throwing th- stuff, which makes Kong like sad and upset, and he runs away. Uh, uh, Bowser, like annoyed, kind of just shuts the floor, thinking Luigi's just going to die. The monster will eat him eventually. But Luigi bonds with Kong, uses his words. They kind of uh, sympathize with each other. And he says, like, oh, Bowser's reminding me about, you know, how my brother was and stuff. But then he's like, oh, I do miss my brother. And, you know, maybe he wasn't as bad as, uh, as I think he was. Uh, Kong says um, Bowser took him from his homeland and he wished he had his son with him. Uh, and he reminds, you know, the relationship between Mario and Luigi reminds me of him of his son uh, and him. 
Um, and then Luigi kind of like, uh, obviously they become friends, they bond. Luigi realizes he does have his own skills and doesn't need to be like Mario uh, and finally can come out of his shadow. Uh, so then Mario appears and sees Bowser and Peach. He tries to talk Peach round, but she's not listening. She don't give a fuck. Mario and Bowser then fight. Uh, Bowser starts using his fire breath and turns and burns the whole fucking castle. So it's basically like Bowser's castle level on one of the Marios. Um, Bowser looks like he's going to defeat Mario until Luigi comes in riding Donkey Kong. Uh, Donkey Kong like jumps and starts attacking Bowser uh, as Luigi helps up Mario. Luigi apologizes for being mean and a bit of a dick earlier. Uh, but Mario says, like, I can't see a way of beating Bowser. He's just too strong. But then Mario remembers the mushroom Toadette gave him. He eats it and the special Mario music starts playing. Um, and he's either he can either grow or he's just, you know, he's just that Chinese, you know, and he's basically Superman, but he can't fly. Um, or maybe he can. Um, and then uh, Luigi and Kong uh, make their way up to Peach. Uh, Kong holds off all holds off Garmit and his little Garmit Gamet and his little goons as Luigi uses his words to bring Peach out of the spell uh, and back to her normal self. So uh, Mario, Luigi, Peach, and Kong all fight Bowser, who was eventually defeated. Uh, and then when he's like in the rubble or something, we could like learn that he actually isn't a big space conqueror. Um, he's like the runt of his family, and his dad and his brother like bullied him, so he ran <laughs> away. Um, and now he's just lost now and stuff. So he, he Bowser starts to like cry basically. And him and Kamet flee, and everyone is happy. Uh, we end on another plumbing contest. This time, Mario is panicking and, and asks Luigi to finish it off for him. But Luigi says, no, man, we work better together. And they finish the job off together, winning the contest, <laughs> ending in a freeze frame of them holding the trophy. But there's a post credit scene. Bowser <laughs> returns to his home planet, crying. He's all upset. <laughs> he runs home, and he sees his brother, Devilai, I think it's pronounced, and his father, Morton Cooper Sr., uh, who will be basically the Thanos of this <laughs> franchise to be the overarching antagonist. He tells them, the plumbers, uh, you know, defeated me and all blah, blah, blah. And Morton says, oh, of course they defeated you, Bowser. You're weak. They'll never defeat Devil Eye, will they? And Devil Eye smiles and looks to the cameras and says, plumbers, you are about to blush. And then we hey. cut to black and have the, uh, the Who CSI scream. Wah! Oh. <laughs> Credits. <laughs> wow. Awesome. Damn right, is <laughs> Mike. Any questions for Andy at this point, or you want to um, just let it sink in? I'm. It's. It's a lot. I'm going to let it sink in. I want to hear yours. I want to kind of bounce the two off each other. I want to be comparative in my process. Okay. Uh, so mine is titled Super Mario Worlds. There are some some similarities uh, mm. between our approaches <laughs> to this. Uh, 30 years after the evil Cooper's thwarted scheme, the Mario brothers must journey to a new world, the Mushroom Kingdom, to thwart an evil threat. So we open in 16-bit animation and retelling the story of the first movie and its cliffhanger and then what happens afterwards, which is Daisy returned because Cooper, when he was devolved, wasn't actually fully devolved. The, the sludge that came off of him was his flesh, but he was left as a terrifying ambulatory skeletal T-Rex and has taken the name Bowser. His rampage was ended when the brothers Peach and Toad managed to create a new portal for the meteorite, and Mario sacrificed himself, jumping on Bowser to knock him through the portal, and he went through with him. Daisy then changed her mind at that point and decided she did want to live in Brooklyn with Luigi, and they had two children, twin boys, that they named Mario and Luigi Jr. 
in memory of him. Okay. Cut to 2023. The family, <laughs> uh, the the boys, Mario and Luigi Jr., are starting to take over the plumbing business. Luigi's thinking about retiring, and they get word from Dino York that there is to be a funeral for Daisy's father, the king. Um, they all head back for the funeral, and Dino York's become kind of a way more utopia-looking. It's it's all very clean and prosperous and happy. Um, being around the funeral gets Luigi Senior thinking about his brother. He's a bit he's a bit maudlin. He talks to his boys about him and has a has a big speech about how his son Mario is so much like his uncle. He's sure of himself. He's tough. He's a natural leader, and he doesn't say anything about Luigi Junior, who is much more timid than his brother. He's a bit shy. Um, Luigi doesn't do it on purpose, but he still doesn't have anything to say about him, and his son's clearly saddened by this. Hmm. Meanwhile, Daisy is speaking to one of her advisors, who says, obviously now you are you are to become the queen. And she talks to Luigi, they agree they've got to stay. She came to his world for him now, he agrees he'll do the same. They find the boys and sit them down, and they're like, technically you guys are princes of Dino York. <laughs> um, and... We we all need to stay here now. Mario, being the, the boisterous, confident one, is thrilled and relishing the fact he gets to be a prince. And as he's the oldest twin, he's next in line to the throne. Luigi's much more mm -hmm. muted. He loves it back home in Brooklyn. He doesn't want to leave, but he sort of quietly acquiesces. Uh, he wanders off on his own, but Mario, noticing his brother leaving, follows him. They both find themselves at the shrine, which is built around the magic meteor from the first movie and they have an argument. Mario's angry with Luigi for not being excited about what's happening. Luigi's angry with Mario for always being the one who gets noticed and gets the praise, and everyone loves him, and then the meteor starts glowing. An advisor runs in to speak to Daisy and Luigi Sr. to tell them they have a strange reading coming from the meteor. They all run down there as Dry Bowser, the skeletal T-Rex reincarnated from Dry Dennis Hopper. Bowser. Dry. I'm happy you said dry. Yeah. He's he's taken. He's he's. I'm I'm I am putting in as many game references as I possibly can in this bloody thing. He appears from the portal. He appears from a portal in the meteor. He loudly proclaims that now that the king has died, he and his children will take over all of the worlds linked by the meteor, not just the two that everyone thought there were. Bowser releases a load of Goombas from his hell dimension that he fell into they start flooding the room in the chaos mario and luigi jr fall into the portal the boys land in a world that i say boys they're like 25 28 they land in a world full of giant mushrooms swiftly followed by one of bowser's children and an army of goombas they manage to escape using their plumbing knowledge somehow i'll figure that out at some point, and they run to a castle they can see in the distance. There, they meet Princess Peach, who I absolutely see as being played by Gwendolyn Christie. I want her to be really tall and just a magnificent Princess Peach. They find out that their Uncle Mario survived falling into the portal, and he landed in the Mushroom Kingdom, fell in love with Peach, and they had a daughter, the boy's cousin, Rosalina. But unfortunately, in the meantime, Mario has since passed away, and we have a very tasteful statue of Bob Hoskins of, uh, <laughs> somewhere, and it's very, very tasteful. Is it a fountain thus being a celebration of his plumbing as much as his life? Oh, oh well, it is now, yeah. of course. Okay, okay, and okay. always was, obviously always was. <laughs> There's also a new toad who is a little mushroom person from the Mushroom Kingdom, and they say that Mario named him after the hero from the first movie who helped 
who helped free them and save the world the first time. So Toad is now a mushroom person, not a tiny dinosaur-headed man musician. From here, the boys, Rosalina, their cousin, and their aunt Peach have to defeat each of Bowser's children to take one of their elemental weapons that they each have to create the master weapon that can be used to trap Bowser back in the hell dimension because it's a, a kid's film. So first they do the Mushroom Kingdom, then there's a desert world, an underwater world, a car racing world, and <laughs> finally a ghost world. As they work together liberating the worlds, Mario begins to see actually reflections of himself in Bowser's kids being sort of arrogant and entitled and and sort of smashing their way through taking what they want and getting everything that they want or trying to. Luigi begins to gain some confidence and they start being able to work together a bit better and growing a bit closer. In the final ghost world, they end up coming up against King Boo and Luigi manages to save the day by building a vacuum cleaner that can trap ghosts and pushes through his fear and saves the day and we get a nice Luigi's Mansion uh, callback, or not callback, but reference in there. Um, also, somewhere in here, I want this. I want someone to get hurt. Maybe Luigi gets hurt. And we have a joke about the fact that Mario knows medicine because he went to med school but dropped out. So we've got a Dr. Mario joke in there as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so they finally get all the pieces. They return to Dino New York just as Bowser, who's taken it all over, is about to invade Earth. The boys appear and with help from their parents who escape by also using their plumbing skills. They banish Bowser back to the Hell Dimension with his kids. Everyone's happy. Mario's a bit more humble. Luigi's more confident. But then Mario talks to his parents and he says he saw what wanting power did to Bowser and his children. And maybe the people of Dino York don't need one person to rule over them. And so the family abolished the monarchy because hereditary <laughs> monarchies are bad. Hey. And they return to their life in Brooklyn. Luigi and Daisy get to retire in peace and the new Mario brothers carry on the family business. But we see they still go and visit the other worlds to have adventures, see their cousin and keep the world safe from the ever-present threat of Bowser. The end. Cool. So we have two very different approaches here. <laughs> Andy has made a pitch for a movie based on the popular video game Super Mario Brothers. And, Drew, you've given a pitch for a sequel to the movie Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> what, uh, what I would say, Mike, is yeah. you, don't, you don't have to think of yourself as the producer who's going to choose the most profitable one necessarily. Oh, I'm not. You, no, I'm not. I'm, good. Okay. I, you can choose just I, your favourite pitch. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm thinking about the the brief, and my understanding is that this is a sequel pitch. So I guess I guess immediately as a producer, I want to go to Andy and be be like Andy, mm. we're in the Super Mario Brothers movie business here. All right, <laughs> we're looking to make a sequel to Super Mario Brothers movie. And now, and mm. this is mm. an important pitch for you. You need to get this. I've been preparing so could this you my whole life. So could you give me, uh, could you make adjustments or correct your pitch a little bit so that it feels a little, just a little bit more like a sequel to, and I've not checked the numbers, the very popular <laughs> 1993 movie, <laughs> of course. Um, Super Mario yeah, Brothers, yeah. which I, I watched for the first time yesterday and I thought it was very <laughs> interesting. Um, and I'd like a sequel to that, please. So is there any way we can kind of massage what you just pitched me and yeah. make it a bit... Just a bit more Hoskins. Yeah, I, I think I like. I'm, sure. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. I'm definitely up for that. 
What did you, what did you have in mind? Any any elaboration? Well, no, no, no. Your pitch, you're going to pitch me. I'm, I'm interested in what you. <laughs> oh, would, right. What would you do to your pitch to to get it there for me? Because, like I said, I I'm aware there's a video game, but I've never played yeah. it. For me, I'm I'm making a Hoskins movie here. I mean, obviously he's passed. That's a shame. <laughs> right. But we, we okay. have we have got some very exciting technology. Um, someone mm. has scanned every frame of uh, yeah. enemy at the gates and we, we've got a really good cg bob hoskins so we we're interested in ideas for, for using all that. the bob okay. hoskin balls <laughs> it's enemy at the gates oh, i'm gonna have to watch that now well, it's one of those I mean, movies that whenever it's mentioned you have to watch it that's that's yeah. the rules yeah. The three oh, different worlds we uh, we go to could all be kind of different as well. We can get um yeah. obviously the first film had the Blade Runner uh uh was it DOP was it? DOP? Uh, that's really that's a great that's a great that's a great fact. Yes, that so, is something. Uh, yeah, Actually my, my father it was my father was the production that's designer amazing. of Blade Runner. That's and, amazing. That's amazing. But he and he I remember he always said to me he said Blade Runner was cool but the film he was proudest of <laughs> and therefore the film i love super the mario's that was the one super mario brothers that was the That's one that was the one where I, he felt he really spread his wings creatively like, i thought blade i thought blade blade runner was, for the money you know blade runner i thought was okay i thought it was like you know a two out of five super mario's yeah, yeah. obviously that's the, double figure that's the double one figures, that's the one that's the one yeah. that he said he always said to me he took me to one side he said mike he said that's mm. the movie he said that's whatever it. you do in life hit that level Super so Mario you're Bros. looking for like a bit more bobs hoskins a bit more like street a bit more dirty a bit more like london um so yeah so like say these I'm three look, worlds. i guess what i'm saying is i'm looking for you to honor my father's memory that's what i'm trying to say yeah. to you like like that's sure. the line that's the objective i'm going for here i'm i'm old school i want to make a sequel to mm. my to a movie that's very important to me emotionally oh, um, yeah well so i mean do that for me, that'd be great. these three different worlds could be a chance for three different locations and stuff like that so we can definitely like try we, like maybe like they start in a really nice world and everything's like fine but when they go down the portal like shit's fucked up and it's dark and you know it's yeah. dirty and everything like that <laughs> nice. maybe toadette okay. is like okay yeah, now you're talking yeah and like toadette is like a prostitute or maybe and she's like oh no what's going on <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, maybe something's happening there. Maybe Luigi has feelings. Maybe she doesn't care. Maybe he tries to push a little harder. Maybe that happens. Uh, I, I feel like we immediately went uh, zero to eleven there. That's great. You're pulling out the sex uh, worker uh, pitch. That's, a, that's, a, that's an angle. Yeah. That's an angle. I second worry level, that that might. Yeah, go on. I was say the second level because obviously the car racing is going to be like Fast and Furious. I'm, I'm thinking lots of nos, lots of like. In it, like just inappropriate action scenes that make no sense. Halfway through, they're gonna have to do a heist, uh, and that yep. makes no sense to the actual plot. Um, and then third world is uh, the ghost world. So I'm thinking like we can really save money on this land because it could be just done like paranormal activity. Um, right. Or Low budget make, we, horror. <laughs> exactly that. Actually, Enough. what we need to do we keep the camera lens on the camera and just say it. The whole thing's in pitch black, and we can save loads of money. That's on that very one. good. So uh, no, that's, and that's the that's the kind of original thinking that, that my father was known for, and, and that's I why I'm here. Man. That's why, that's why I set up this company was I, I, <laughs> I bought the rights to do uh, specifically, and, and to be very clear, I do only have the rights to the Super Mario Brothers movie. I have no <laughs> access to any of the IP surrounding yeah. the, uh, the video game series. I'm sure we'll be um, fine. Yeah, let's try it. It's cool. We we have we 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 got two things. We got the Super Mario Brothers movie and the Bob Hoskins image rights. Those were the two things. <laughs> Just, this, just uh what, what was it uh what movie was it you got the rights from the war movie super mario brothers the movie yeah oh no the, no, the from uh enemy of the gate oh, enemy of the gate. Yeah, we so, don't yeah, have so. the right i'm afraid we don't have the rights to the enemy of the gates movie we just have the rights to the frames in which bob hoskins is visible right 
So he's um, not going to be wearing his Mario kit from the first one. He's going to be wearing his like war Russian kit. Russian general. Well, no, kit. no, because we use a computer, so we've got uh, some very kind <laughs> oh, edge right. AI kind of technology. So no, we've got his face from that. Yeah. But we can put the face. I mean, we can put the face on anything. I, I, I think the the there's room for creative opportunities there. I want to go back to Andy, and I want to ask. Um, so I've got I've got the Bob Hoskins mesh, right? Yeah, good, thank you. Um, and and that's interesting to me. I'm 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 you know big fan of the Le Legacy Qual, right? Like mm -hmm. big fan. I thought I thought Tron Legacy was excellent. I'll be honest. I thought and I'd, I'd love to see someone ever. pick up that ball. I think there's a really good, interesting kind of oh, fame storytelling yeah, one could do there. Oh yeah, yeah. But I, I don't have the rights to that. <laughs> what, what I do, what I do have the rights to is is Bob Hoskins' face. And and I do I am interested, you know, obviously Top Gun did very well. The recent Jurassic World movie, despite being absolutely terrible, did very well because it had the people <laughs> in it that you remember from the other film. Yeah, yeah. Um and also from ninety-three. So I feel I feel like it's time for us to to bring that back. So I would ideally I'd be interested in whether how would how would if we could bring Bob Hoskins into this story yeah. using the power of technology, how would you add that to your story, Drew? How would you um is is it a third act reveal is he there from the start what what are we doing with bob oh. that's the name of the technology it's a boosted <laughs> what are we gonna do um, with bob? <laughs> optional bob in a box. Uh, <laughs> just open him up and see let him it's a bob that's what it is yeah. it's the tech we built yeah okay i would my moral optical bastard <laughs> i i would keep I'd keep quite a lot of mine the same, mm. I think. However, if with with his family's blessing and with a, a good... Can't guarantee that. Can't guarantee that. <laughs> okay, well, uh, okay, well, we've got the rights, so whether or not they give us yeah, their blessing or exactly, not. Exactly, exactly. Um, I, would, I would have them find him still alive in the Mushroom Kingdom. He still has his daughter. Um, Ro Rosalina is there. But it would rather than Mario, the the younger and Luigi Junior, overcoming their differences and and learning about their their strengths and weaknesses and having that progression happen. Just because they're facing baddies, they will actually have more. They they would have Bob. They would have Bob's Mario there as as more of a guiding figure actually actively putting them on the correct on the right path and seeing what's best for them and being able to have that echoes of okay saying that he can see see how he was with his brother and maybe some regrets and then he gets to come back and reunite with John Leguizamo as well um and then you also get the nice echo from the end of the first movie where Daisy before she changes her mind decides that she will stay and he obviously has the opportunity to come back to brooklyn but decides he wants to stay in the mushroom kingdom because that's where he belongs now oh but the monarchy's still abolished and maybe there's a the war because Pe abolished. peach and mario as as the rulers of mushroom kingdom aren't happy that that um his brother has ab abolished the monarchy and and there'll be a <laughs> so it's either interdimensional war figure who ultimately brings the family closer together or a war between two rival nation states with different philosophies towards kind of power dynamics I, those I, are all two just, options yeah i'm just, I'm just saying that no, that's, that's an option for the third movie mm. oh i see what you're saying that's the kind of yeah. rising tension um, i no, i like that that's interesting i would have um, evil uh evil daddy mario actually that's what i would have 
Do you want to? Evil Daddy no. Mario. Yeah, yeah, because him, him and Peach would be in charge of the kingdom, obviously, while Junior, uh, Junior and Junior are off doing their competition. So brain, yeah. uh, Peach gets brainwashed. Papa gets brainwashed, but puts in a cell. And then uh, when Mario comes to fight him at Act 3, he's like, what, me? Now nah, fight your dad, mate. And so he has mm -hmm. to first fight him dad. Um, <laughs> and then he, he hits him so hard at one point, it, it knocks him out of, his, uh, out of his spell. And he's like, oh, shit. Interesting. Okay. That's it. The, um... <laughs> And that's all one shit because it's a PG thirteen. Exactly. So yeah, no, yeah. Use it for that. Um, that's the one we get. That's the one. Very cool. No, that's very good. I think you've both made really interesting pitches. I'm I'm super excited. I'm just trying to think if there's any other questions I had. Um oh, the the um Mario cinematic universe, um, Andy, that you alluded to. Um, setting up some money here. Money money. This is this and this this appeals to me. This appeals to me because I'm a Hollywood <laughs> producer. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. so, so so uh obviously you're introducing Donkey Kong, um, who I'm gonna need you for legal reasons to always refer to Donkey Kong, especially as you've introduced a, an origin where he's been kidnapped from his native land and brought there. That's, that's yes. if you call him Kong, oh we're in God. a lot of trouble. Um, so just please always include the word donkey whenever referring to him um, in your pitches and just in interviews and elsewhere. Uh, it's definitely something that PR have already flagged for me. Um, what are your views beyond that? Is he is, so? Are we getting a, a solo movie for him? What's give, oh, give me absolutely. the give me phases Enough. one, two, and three of the uh, Mario well, first, extended cinematic universe, please? We've got Con the MCU got as I'm planning to call it. <laughs> yeah, the MCU is it. <laughs> um, so we've got Donkey Kong going back to his home world. You know, he wants to see his son. Uh, he realizes his son has turned evil and stuff, and he's actually in charge of the planet. So we, uh, his son, like rejects him, takes him, uh, you know, banishes him. Um, that's the first movie. Second movie is um, the is the dad, uh, you know, trying to build his way back up to his son. You know, leaving little notes going like, "Come on, don't be a dick," and son's like you know, scrumpling him up, throwing him away. Uh, that's the second movie. <laughs> intimate, intimate character studies. It's beautiful. No, it's that's really right. Good. It's it's good that we can hit that depth with the franchise. I'm excited. And like, the I'm third one, le letters from Iwo Jima with Donkey yeah, Kong. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And the third one is just ninety minutes of fighting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, as and, and as, some with, some with yeah. fists, some with loving words. You know, like he punches his son, his son a couple of times, and he's like, "Listen, I don't want to do this. I love you, but um, this come back around." Yeah, I didn't mean it to. Um, <laughs> But it works out well in the end because the son turns around. And he's like, "Oh no, you're right, Dad. I've been a bad monkey. Uh, why don't you come back and be ape. the king? Ape, ape. Sorry, uh, I've been a bad. I've been a bad ape. And then uh, you come back, be King Donkey Kong, and I'll be uh, Donkey Kong Junior because I'm not ready to live up to that title yet. Mm -hmm. And then we've got a spin-off with Donkey Kong Junior, Mike." So it's really you're really using this Mario movie to create I'm a Donkey Kong universe <laughs> as far like, as I can possibly go. The, the Mario film is just kind of your way of getting a foot in the door, but really the the, the magic for you is the Donkey. Kong oh no, we've got Mario. The... We've got Mario. He's got his own franchise going on. We got Toadette. Uh, we got a reality <laughs> show of Toadette finding love. That's going on. Reality yeah. TV show. Okay. We've got this Donkey <laughs> going on. Bowser, uh, Bowser origin story. Uh, you know, it, it's going to be it's so much going on in my head right now. I can't even just put it down on paper. That's, wow. 
I was a very strong, strong pitch technique. That yeah, you're thinking that, of lots of things, but can't quite say them I, right I, now. I have so many funny. ideas, I can't say them all at once. That's a great. That's, yeah, yeah, that's no, a, I like. I'm going to literally method. use that. I like that. That's a good approach. Yeah. Yeah. It was so crazy. Level of ideas. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it would overwhelm you um, with horror if you could only imagine how many movie ideas I have. It would warp your sense of reality to the extent where there was no recovery. I like that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think I think both are really strong. Um, I think both are very interesting concepts. Um, from my perspective, um, I'm torn because, like I said, I think Drew has gotten a concept there that really builds on the particular weirdness of the Super Mario Brothers um, movie. And I think you, Andy, have created a multi-billion-dollar franchise. <laughs> so for me, it's between the art and the commerce, and and I think for, for better or worse, I will always be drawn to the more um, to the to you know. I, I think of Dad. I think about you know what he did with that first movie, and I think I think I probably have to lean in the direction of Drew uh, simply because. He's honoring what we built. For dad. And by when I say we, I don't mean myself, obviously. Um, but the thing I inherited. <laughs> the, the geniuses um, of the 93 movie. The yeah. debt I inherited from this movie <laughs> is is better kind of captured by Drew. Whereas I feel Andy, I think what you're doing is great. I, I would honestly suggest you pitch it to the Nintendo guys. Yeah. I think they might really like it. Like there's they're 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 very into it. Um, that's the one thing I'd like to add to Drew's concept is canonically that that ending scene is part of the story and that in, in the universe of this story Luigi has had to raise these kids constantly reminded of the death of his brother by a string of sequentially better video games and a rising <laughs> level of cultural importance for the oh my God. games. I think that would just add a yeah. bittersweet element to to his story. So we'll we'll talk about that in the next meeting, Drew. Andy, you won't be okay. there. Uh, we're proceeding without you. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> and yeah, but I think I think what you've got there is very strong, Andy, and you should pitch it to the good people of Nintendo. Who, well, again, I know they're listening. They so have I'm the sure rights to the video games. I only have the rights to the movie um, <laughs> and Bob so. Hoskins' face from a different movie, not this face one. For a different movie, yeah, one hundred percent. It's to do with the lenses. We had to we had to go with a different. Uh, film. Yeah. The, the problem was it was all the it was all the flamethrowers for it for yeah so yeah the AI just couldn't couldn't pass it so yeah couldn't handle it couldn't handle it that's you know well there we go Mike thank you so much I'm I I thank you for thank you for providing me with dinner at some point in the next couple of weeks um uh, well thank you for giving Andy the opportunity to provide me with dinner um You're it's welcome. very very kind of you. I was going to say this. Right. I, I didn't understand the terms of this bet when we opened the process. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like I lose whichever one of you won. <laughs> Think that is just about it from us. The next episode that you guys are going to be hearing. Sorry, this is a little bit confusing because we recorded this like a month ago. Yes, next episode we will be back in the scored rotation, and we will be reviewing and pitching our sequels to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. As always, you can find us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, by searching Sequel Pitch. If you've enjoyed this and you fancy helping us keep the lights on and 
paying for us to go and see people at the podcast show this summer. Uh, you can find us at patreon.com forward slash sequel pitch and chip us two quid a month and you'll get the full review section as well. And thanks to the pitch pals who already do. Huge thank you to Mike Whittle for joining us and humouring us and it's and taking time out of his insanely busy schedule with a video game due out in a week's time. You can find Mike on the Play, Watch, Listen podcast and also on the fantastically bananas Too, too Fast, too fast ten, forwards, 10 Forwards, which where, wherein great. he and his co-host are reviewing the Fast and Furious franchise along with season three of Picard, which is as brilliant and wacky as it sounds. You should absolutely listen. And of course, when you're listening to this, go out and buy Tron Identity. Mike, have I please. missed anything? No, just please, please buy Tron Identity. Make it worth it. Make it worth it. <laughs> with that, it is goodbye from admirable runner-up Andy Henry. Remember, mud is clean and dirty at the same time. <laughs> it is goodbye from a very special guest, Mike Bethel. Goodbye, it's been a pleasure. And it's goodbye from me. We will see you for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Bye! Bye!